thickmedia.com presents Consumption with hosts P.G. Holyfield, Chooch, Viv, and Christiana Ellis. Well, hey everybody and welcome to episode 22 and the last one we're going to be doing for a while of a show we call Consumption. I am P.G. Holyfield and uh, we should have a full crew this evening. Uh, uh, Christiana should be joining us momentarily, but I am joined right now at the f- at the start by by the wonderful Chooch and Viv. Chooch, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing very well, thank you. Awesome. And Viv, am I am I loud enough? For now. Okay, you let me know <laughs> if my volume my volume drops because I'm on it. I'm I'm my my purpose in life is to uh, make sure that I am loud enough for you. But <laughs> <laughs> whatever. What so. <laughs> okay. Cool. Is so, uh, that going for me? Yeah. <laughs> as I uh, said a minute ago, we are, um, this will be the last show we're doing for a while uh, of consumption because we're going to be starting up uh, beyond the wall again. Uh, we will be doing a, Woo-hoo! Episode zero, you know, preseason, get our ducks in a row type show uh, next Wednesday. So six days from now, Nutty will be joining us and we'll be talking about our plans for the season. We got some new stuff that we're going to be trying and um, uh, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, We'll, 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 We'll talk about it next week. We don't need to spend a lot of time on here, but um, yeah. But it is um, what it is. It is our podcast where we weekly talk about um, the previous week's Game of Thrones HBO series, Game of Thrones episode, and season four is starting, and that's what we'll be doing, and that's what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I should have said yeah, Game of Thrones. But <laughs> I guess I just assume everybody. Everybody that, you know, is joining us here, they know about Beyond the Wall. But if you are stopping by uh, YouTube or SpecFic Media, then uh, you will uh, uh, see a lot of Game of Thrones-related stuff. Um, if you are, have been following, uh, we've, we, we have added uh, a writer to the, uh, to the site. Uh, our superfan, uh, Patman, is, is graciously letting us repost some articles that he has on his website um uh starting with his uh, he's got a series called in defense of where he writes very humorous and you know great information uh defense uh posts about uh eat certain characters in uh in game of thrones and um uh, it's uh it's very funny and very good stuff so recommend that highly um and We'll be doing some additional uh, show-related things uh, that'll be new. Maybe a post uh, post episode reaction type show. And uh, so, oh, we're doing we'll it. Yeah, we're definitely going to do. We're doing one. it. So after the first episode, for sure, and then uh, after that, we'll figure out if uh, uh, how often we want to do it. Maybe if we, uh, you know, there's certain you know tentpole episodes that will pretty much know just by the names of the yeah of the episodes sort of like when a you know red wedding uh (laughs) 
Although I don't think of Castamere. Yeah, yeah, you see <laughs> Castamere, you knew something that was that was the uh, Some big shit one was coming. coming. So, yeah. Even though our man Chooch is the uh, the non spoiled by the books uh, <laughs> the watcher of the reader. show. Yeah, so. non book reader is what he said. Make it clear, <laughs> I can read. He can. Oh, that is not true. <laughs> he read yes. the first one, only the first one. Yeah, and we've been podcasting since season one of the HBO series, so. Yes. Um, so next Wednesday, and um, yeah, we will have have fun with that. Um, mm-hmm. We did not. Did we? Did we have a show last week? We did not have a show last <laughs> week. No, because these our our handy dandy Google Doc that we're using now, thanks to the wonderful Chooch, uh, has stuff from the. You know, last month. <laughs> so. I was wondering if anybody. Yeah. I just opened it and I'm like, hmm. I, well, I, added, I added a couple yeah. things. I had <laughs> notes on other stuff, but I didn't ever go look I, at I the had, Google. Uh, I have stuff in the uh, Game of Thrones one though. You always have stuff beyond yeah. beyond the wall. I added a bunch of stuff last night. Nine so. <laughs> she teachers that teacher. Yeah. So this week, um, I have a couple. Mm. You know, topics to talk about, but um, um, I don't really know what what where do we want to start. I want to start with the clip from Seth Meyers' late night show. That <laughs> That's where mention, I want to start. Uh, since we did mention Game of Thrones, and and there's always talk about <laughs> about spoilers and things yeah. there. Yeah. Um, this this was something that Chooch Chooch uh, found. So this is from the. Late was it? What's the show called? Late, 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 late. Night. It's late night with Seth Myers. Seth he just Myers. took over the show when Jimmy Fallon. Last night was a big. Uh, any True yeah. Detective fans here? Uh, last night, uh, season finale of True Detective, uh, and I had put aside some time to talk to you about it and talk to you about my interesting theories and my very intelligent takes on this season finale. Uh, but then I was told by some of the writers that not everyone has seen it yet, so you you couldn't do it. If I did that, I would be spoiling it. For you, but I would just like to say to the people who didn't watch that show last night, um, you are the spoilers. <laughs> because when you don't watch TV when it's on, you spoil this experience <laughs> of me being able to talk about it right now. You, you spoil it. <laughs> and I'm not... And I was going, yes. I'm not the only one here who had interesting theories. The band had a bunch of interesting theories. You're never going to hear. Those guys... Huge fans, huge fans. You're never going to hear interesting theories from um, True Detective superfan Weird Kevin. <laughs> that guy's got some of the best theories. What was the thing you were telling me the other day, Weird Kevin? It's all a documentary. It's not that. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> How about this guy? Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah. But yeah, we talk about it. I mean, we all we have our spoiler. Uh, uh, rules when it comes to this show and everybody uh I'll never forget when Matt Matthew Matt Selznick was on and his his <laughs> you started yeah. talking about anything to do with anything you're and spoiling I my, it my, my headphones off yeah he wasn't he stopped listening because we started talking about something he hadn't watched yet and and yeah. it, it's one of these things Pacific that we Rim, yeah. yeah Pacific Rim which is interesting because <laughs> I haven't seen it yet and I didn't want to get spoiled either but um so people have different opinions on spoilers and I get hit with the spoiler bat sometimes in Facebook and it's like, you know, for Game of Thrones, we're talking, you know, the first book came out over 20 years ago. So it's, I'm sorry, it's not a fucking spoiler for something that happened in a book. 
that may or may not be represented on the HBO series. You never know how they're going to make the changes. That's why we watched because they're doing it differently and they're doing it fantastically. Yep. So true. But we actually started watching the uh, we've, we actually DVR the Seth Meyers show every night. So I wanted to talk about that show. And I don't remember if we talked about it before Chooch. We have not talked about it. No. So recently there was a change up in the uh, late night lineup, late night TV hosting and stuff. And so Jimmy Fallon is now hosting this show that, uh, was it Conan was hosting before Jimmy no. on Jimmy the tonight Fallon show? Jay Leno's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then yeah, so he now took over this night show from Jane Leno, and he moved it to New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so now, um, so that left a space for Seth Meyers to move up to late night. Um, yes, that which he took over from Jimmy Fallon, and we were initially um, gonna just check it out because it's our favorite, other than the digital shorts that Lonely Island did on Saturday Night Live. Our favorite bits were. You know, we would kind of skim until we got to the news update because the uh, Cecily Strong, I think, is the other mm-hmm. the other performer that was doing that with him for the last season or two, and it was fantastic. And he's funny, and he's witty, and he's so likable. And and so we thought we'll check out the monologues, and and then you know we can bail because it's a, isn't it a ninety minute show, baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hey, Hey Christiana. Hello, Christiana. So glad you could join us. We're talking about the Seth Meyers late show clip that Chooch just or that PG just played that you didn't hear. Oh, okay. (laughs) That was a great clip, everybody. (laughs) Basically, his his in in short, his belief is that um that by not by other people not staying current on True Detective. He was warned that he couldn't talk about his theories about the season, the series finale, season finale, because he might spoil people, people. And so he announced, you guys are spoiling it for me by me not being able to talk about (laughs) it just because you didn't stay current on what's out, which was, I thought, an interesting kind of fantastic opinion. The the script. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it certainly seems to me that it's just good courtesy to employ a spoiler warning mm-hmm. when you're going to talk about spoilers. Yeah. I think once you do that, yeah, I don't see why certain uh, arenas need to be kept entirely spoiler free. Well, it, for the sake of people who haven't watched things yet, that's what that's what pause buttons and coming back to it later are for. <laughs> Exactly. And I even it, I got a little irritated at one point last week and I even said that, you know, if you if I say Game of Thrones at the beginning of a tweet or a Facebook post, if you keep reading, then you're the one that's choosing to be spoiled. If you're behind and you don't want to be spoiled on Game of Thrones, I'm trying to put the name of what I'm talking about. If I say something that might be possibly considered by someone someday as a spoiler, you know, it's like. To me, it's common sense. If I don't want to know, like when we were out of town and uh, missed the Doctor Who Christmas special, and I kind of moaned and groaned a little bit because everybody gets to, right? But, um, and I didn't even like name anybody specifically. And I just knew that every time I saw Doctor Who, don't read that. It's like common sense, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyways, I was going on to the to how we found the clip, which is we started watching the Seth Meyers Late Show because we enjoyed him on Saturday Night Live. and. Huh. And we're we're actually enjoying the whole. We're pretty much watching almost the entire show every goddamn weeknight because it's good. It's funny. He has been having fantastic guests and nice. friends of his, so it's really more like they're coming by to promote stuff. But you're getting a more 
because he worked on SNL for over a decade and he met so many people yeah. and he's friends with so many people that like, um, like I learned that Brian Williams, the news anchor, his daughter, Allison Williams, well, that's the Allison Williams that's on the show girls. So yeah. he had him one night and her the next night. And so it was really neat to see them like more personally rather than just pitching their project, you know, that, mm-hmm. so that's a neat, that's a neat flavor that he's adding to late night that, is really fucking with me watching a lot of other stuff. Yeah, yeah, and they're all you know top tier celebrities, but they're friends, mm-hmm. so it's much more conversational. And I think that's brilliant for the first couple of weeks to to get people into a show. Nice. But getting back to True Detective, wasn't it great when Woody Harrelson started his character started giving uh, Matthew McConaughey's character a blowjob? Wasn't that awesome <laughs> way to end the show? That's why HBO Go went down, you right? Can, I like went down. All <laughs> to Louisiana and met up with Suki and build a vampire and uh, yeah. The so, uh, okay, there weren't. That isn't a spoiler. That was a fake Don't spoiler. <laughs> we may fuck with you sometimes Just, with spoilers. That was interesting though. HBO Go wanted, did but, go down mm-hmm. during the finale, and Segway been some speculation that the well the ceo or whatever of hbo recently said you know they don't really care about people sharing their hbo go subscriptions mm-hmm. and sharing the passwords and and then and then he i mean he, he didn't directly say we don't care but he clarifies says you know obviously we know about it and we're tracking it we just haven't yeah. decided what we're going to do again and there's speculation that this is what they were planning, that they wanted to oversaturate and they don't have to take the blame for the system going down because, right hey, we only have so many subscribers. That's what we've, you know, we're set up for. Well, and- but the thing is, even if you share your password, mm-hmm. you can't have two people using it at the same time. No, you can't even oh, pay your you bill with someone else no. logged in. I accidentally kicked Chooch off by logging into our Verizon Vias account. To pay it, kicked it mm. off. His I think it was you. It was you? Yeah. So, in you three, now they they can't claim that um, they didn't have enough capacity because there's too many people sharing right. it and everything. Because that's you know, like if I have an account, yeah, and I give it to somebody else and they're watching, I can watch my regular HBO or right. anything I have on my DVR, but I can't watch HBO Go while they're watching. Yeah. I guess that's the presumption. If I sign in, it signs them out. That's the presumption is it was at 100% capacity because the owners were watching it on regular mm-hmm. live. and. Well, I, I think watching. what it really is is that it makes perfect sense that they don't maintain capacity to allow 100% right. of subscribers to be watching simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Especially if this is the most first of the time that won't be the case. <laughs> yeah, I agree, Christiana. You can't, you can't like mm-hmm. – it's like an extreme server uh, stress test, I guess, is what the the finale for yeah. True Detective was for HBO Go, and a really awesome indicator for how beloved that show is. I can't wait until we stop watching Seth Meyers so we can get <laughs> on True Detective. <laughs> more watching. Yeah, time. Speaking of speaking of late night uh, shows, I I started watching The Midnight Show. Oh, at midnight. Uh, at midnight. Mm, so yeah. Christiana, Christiana was right on the ball with that. That's it's a great a lot show. Of fun, so. It is. Yeah. 
And yeah, I'm not you know, I'm, Christiana because she's out of focus. But <laughs> I'm trying to fiddle with my camera because I'm it's blurry, awesome, to, but it's well, because awesome. when I turn the um the auto focus on, it keeps doing the readjusting it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I usually try to turn the auto focus off so that it won't do that. But what I'm what I'm finding, I think, is like you guys might notice, no glasses. Nice. I see. Yeah, that's what I that your camera's yeah. confused you lenses with the reflection on it for it to mm-hmm. sort of uh, detect is like it can't it can't focus <laughs> me as well or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing contact lenses again for the first time in a while. Very it's, cool. You know, relatively recent as may be obvious just because I didn't have them the last time. Right. I'm happy to see your beautiful eyes more clearly. Well, until oh. it went out of focus right then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. See, like the, yes. the it keeps auto adjusting stuff. Mm. I think I'll be okay. <laughs> so, who's watching Vikings? Me. Oh, I know, baby. That would be, you. That would <laughs> be you and Church. No, I, I mean, I looked like it was looked like it might be fun, but uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of at a TV saturation point right now. I think yeah. where I can't really add any new shows without dropping another one. So yeah, we just dropped Hell's Kitchen. I I love that show, but it's like I can't watch it. I don't have time, and I need to get um caught up on a bunch of series. And um, Vikings were loving mm-hmm. the the hell out of is so good, and it just each week it's like as soon as it's like one of the few shows that I know what night it records on Thursday nights, you know, it's like, <laughs> is it recorded? do we have, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Cause I just, I'm so addicted to that show. It's so awesome. Very and, cool. Um, so we've actually got a couple of other people hooked on it too. And we were actually hooked on it by our friends, John and Mia. So thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs> that one's really, it's really good. And, and uh, one of the birthday gifts, she had a birthday last week. And uh, one of the, well, two of the gifts he got were books of Vikings, um, books written on Vikings. And so we were at a party and I flipped, I flipped it open and I fell to, oh, I forgot about this. Yeah, I fell to like a page that was talking about the characters in the show, Vikings. So Ragnar Lothbrok and Lagertha, his wife, and then uh, Aslog, a, a later, you know, just like all these different characters come in and it's, so weird to see them in like a history book, but it's the history channel. So it shouldn't have surprised me, but it, I just was so tickled that it was right there in that book. Did you spoil yourself? I did. But, the, but it's not, <laughs> it's not. Ragnar gets killed by a fish. Well, Come everybody on. dies. Isn't a thousand years enough time to. <laughs> yeah, to mourn. Yeah. <laughs> or no, I was going to say the spoiler expiration. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. right, right. I think Absolutely. we could set a thousand years as a limit. I think. Uh, mm, Maybe we could even say 500 <laughs> just yeah. for fun. But yeah, so obviously he dies someday. But um, it, it was interesting to see the variations that they had taken other paths from the way the book listed the history. Um, but I'm, it just made me love the show more. True. Very cool. How about you, Chooch? You feel the same? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's great. I mean, it's, it's brutal, but oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the battle scenes are worse. They're crunchier, bloodier. They have kinky sex and Wait. well, so I mean, this what? is not what? one of kinky the uh, premium channels, so no. are they're they're probably 
you know, no nipples, right? Less kinky. You know what's I can't maybe side boobs. They, can they, show they do less. swear. They swear. <laughs> I can't remember how much boob or nipple or does the History Channel allow side boob? That's the question. Well, it is a cable again. channel. Definitely I mean, side yeah. boob. No bush. Cable. I, I mean, look fun. at what AMC does with Mad Men. Hmm. <laughs> side boob. Major what? side boob. Yeah, major side boob. But anyways, also, I don't. Um, I can't remember. I forgot. Like when we first started watching it, I didn't know it was on the History Channel, so I didn't know. I wasn't paying attention to how much nudity there was. I'm sorry, PG. What's that, Mr. Skin? Isn't that yeah. the thing that tells you how much boobs are in a movie? First of all, it was Christiana who started the <laughs> conversation about the show. I would just no, went along. Said that they had kinky sex. Said, yeah. yeah, you said how much kinky sex can they show? Boob, nipple, side boob. I was curious. I was participating in the conversation. I'm so. I know, sorry. but I just liked it. I just liked the two minutes later. Viv is like, "Well, PG." Well, usually you're talking boob and side boob. And, and come on, PG, really? Are you surprised? You have kind of no, a well-earned no, no. reputation. It's just one one time. The one time it's not me. I know that's my luck. Conversation, you know. Story of my life, for fuck's sake. No, he deserves it. Doesn't matter that it wasn't him this time. Solidarity, sister. Oh, I tell Thank you, you girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, speaking of side boob, I love you guys. I have, I have yeah. nothing to go from there. I, I was going to say, how the hell is he going to segue this one? <laughs> speaking of side boob, speaking of side boob, I was going to go to Veronica Mars, but there's no side boob really there. So, um, there's isn't uh, um, House of Lies. Mm. Oh, there's, yeah, there's lots She's a dirty, dirty girl. Yes, she is. Uh, and and I'm very <laughs> glad that yeah, I would have a showtime if I had watched because you know, I I mainlined watched whatever sixty hours of of Veronica Mars over well, you'll uh, be visiting over today. a two two month period. So <laughs> yeah, showtime. I, yeah, I'll have to watch Check out that. Veronica Mars's side boob. See, I have showtime, but uh, now that uh, Dexter is off the air, all I have left on there is Homeland. So maybe uh. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should pick up House of Lies. It does seem like something I would like, but again, like I said, it's like, okay, well, which other show am I going to, am I going to stop yeah. watching? Mm. I mean, I love Helix. I'm about done with Helix, I think. House of Lies is only a half hour, really? so. I'm done huh. with Helix. What? I want to talk about Helix then, because I'm finally sure. really interested in it. Well, before you jump I, over, House of Lies is only a half an hour, so it is easier huh? to digest. Yeah, and it's so. Don Cheadle, so you know it's going to Oh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, everything about it looks great. Yeah. Just, yeah. A lot of humor. He's constantly the breaking the fourth wall, and it's, oh, yeah. it's really good. Very sexily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As only Don Cheadle can. And side boob. Side boob, yeah. There's... No, there's... Oh, my God. His ex-wife. His ex-wife Holy is... crap. Woo! Hot mess. So, anyways. Crazy train. Yes. So you were saying. So Veronica Mars, um, you did not have a chance to see it, Christiana, right? No, not yet. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I, I definitely planned to see it, but uh, I, I was otherwise occupied this past weekend and will probably be this weekend too, but it's absolutely on the agenda. Yeah. So, yeah, as I said, I mainlined the whole three seasons. About halfway through season three, I, I realized that I must have liked watched several episodes during season three when it was originally on mm-hmm. and it was so out of context because i hadn't watched the first two seasons that that i just had completely forgot that i'd ever watched it because 
I'm watching season one. I was like, man, this is awesome. I don't know how I missed this. And then I get to season three. I'm like, wait, this is deja vu. I've, I've seen this. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the movie was a lot of fun. I discovered, and I, I had read it, but, you know, when they did the um, Kickstarter for it, um, I had read, you know, that it would be video on demand and at the theater at the same, di- at the same yeah. time. But I had forgotten that. I'd seen the, you know, the trailer and I, I found out what time the movie was on. I was going to go Sunday morning and, you know, get a cheap you know, early movie. And then I saw somebody post and they're like, oh yeah, I got it on video on demand. I was like, dude, mm-hmm. <laughs> that made me happy. Maybe, maybe that's what I ought to do. Cause I had been thinking I was going to go see it in the theater, but uh, it would probably be a longer period of time before I'm yeah. able to do that. And, and that's, yeah. And that's where I was going with it because I'm actually glad I did that because I, while I really loved it, it's not really a movie that's worth going to a theater. There's no, it, it mm. feels like a very good 90 minute episode of the show is what it feels like. Mm. Um, I mean, there's some production value with, you know, that's better than just a you know normal episode, but um, you know, the, the joy that you get out of it is the, you know, the dialogue and, you know, catching up with all the characters eight mm-hmm. or nine years later and all that stuff. Well, I hope and, hopefully you get some of the closure that's left um, yes. hanging by uh, the somewhat abrupt ending of season three. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I hadn't realized that the show had ended. And, and this, they had closed up a lot, most of the mm. storylines. But the, I mean, the main thing was like the the uh, running from for sheriff, and they sort of left that in a in a lurch and. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know the whole stuff about the Fitzpatrick's or the you know, whatever the Irish family was. Yeah, because I rewatched it too, um, the show um, over the last several months. You know, kind of slowly going through it, and I I had forgotten too how much the the end of season three kind of leaves you feeling like you thought there were more steps and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like whoa well, oh oh that's it oh um okay. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's not it's not bad. It's just surprising because it it feels like it stops about 20 minutes before you would expect it to stop. Yeah. And I mean, the only complaint is not a complaint because of I, I what I think happened was it was filmed right after. Um, um, what's her name <laughs> that I can't remember her name now. Uh, uh, Kristen Bell uh, had her baby, mm-hmm. so she had some, you know, post baby weight things going on, and it wouldn't have been any sort of deal at all. But they did so much to try to hide things that it made it mm-hmm. made it something that was, you know, sort of sort of in in your face uh, a little too much because it was yeah. like you know they would they would obviously move up to show just from chest up and it was just some things that they did and, and um well that may have been something that they recently having given birth hormones and all that stuff going on in her that may have been something that she needed to have the self-confidence to do it if she wasn't back in you know her yeah and, and i'm not and i'm not saying anything as far as like that she didn't look good she looked great but it oh just no, seemed, no 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 it no, no just, i know it just seemed like it was something that they were consciously doing mm-hmm. instead of just saying, okay, she looks a little bit different than she did when she was 20 years old or whatever right. it was, you know, it was like they obviously took, you know, 
steps to film her in a certain way that, that, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of, sort of became distracting, a distraction, but other than that, and, and it was, that was just a minor thing that sort of, you know, hit me. But, uh, again, dialogue, the writing, the, you know, all the characters were were well represented as far as screen time, as much as you can for a a 90 minute movie. And it was pretty good, pretty good movie, but it was, again, the, the, the best thing was that I had watched it at home and, um, I might've had a, a, a less enjoyable experience possibly if I'd gone to a theater and said, yeah, that felt like a TV movie more than a you know, theater hmm. movie. So, hmm. um, right on. But maybe you won't feel that way, Christian. Well, no, I mean, especially I think that uh, just uh, given that it is available video on demand, I think that is probably the, what I'll do and I'll save my next theater trip for a uh, grand Budapest hotel. Oh, uh, uh, yes. The the Paul Anderson joint. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson, not Paul Anderson. That's the that's the uh, uh, Resident Evil guy, right? Well, and then there's also <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson, <laughs> who's the guy who did like Boogie Nights and Magnolia mm-hmm. and stuff. Isn't there a WS something Paul WS or something Anderson? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but yes, Wes Anderson. Yeah, that looks good. I'm pretty sure they're all related too. They're like all brothers. Don't forget Lonnie <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> Wow. Her she too. She's a brother too. Age. Yeah. Talk about women <laughs> for age. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> CPG, this is why I assumed it was you. Talk about side boob? No. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was the reaction I wanted from Jim. Uh, shit. <laughs> so. Um, and yet you say you love me. Of course. Lies. I do. Lies. So we didn't mention um, True Detective. Um, Christiana, you've caught up, or you're you've. Oh yeah, yeah. I was saying earlier how I liked. Did you guys ever end up watching all of that? No, no. No, No, we saw. No. Oh no, it's it's, (laughs) but it's it's a great it's a great show, and especially with just you know eight episodes in and and done with the, this story, at least uh, it's very manageable. But uh, one of the things about it that I, I think I probably actually talked about last time was that I had started watching it kind of casually. Like I was doing some other stuff at the same time that it was on. Um, but then I was kind of gradually realized around episode four or five, this like, this is deeper than, and I'm, I know I'm missing stuff watching this way. So I actually did go back and rewatch um, up to that point. Um, and then so episodes six, seven, eight, I had been watching um, much more closely and it definitely rewards that. So I would say um, if you decide to pick it up, do try to make sure you're giving it your full attention because it'll reward you for it. We definitely are. And if you guys give us a deadline, we'll watch it by then. I'm just trying right now to um, 20 minutes. No, <laughs> I'm trying to get through a Game of Thrones series rewatch. I'm up to like season two, episode five before we do our our um, episode zero next week. But that's where my crazy. time. Huh? Did you're crazy watching all of them again. Ooh, I'm <laughs> seeing stuff, too, though. So I'm taking notes. Oh, awesome. So um, I'm going to watch the last episode of last season before we <laughs> before we do our show next week. Our lives are different, PJ. 
you know, I've been trying to get through um, season three and watching the commentaries, but I don't think I'll make it all the way through before uh, the episode zero, at least maybe before episode uh, or season four starts. But yeah, we don't we are not getting the DVD sets anymore. We decided it's just not worth the investment since we already pay to watch them on HBO. So I'm not going to be able to see any of the extras, but um, unless I can borrow somebody's at some point, but it won't be until after season four starts. Um, but I did finish book three finally. <laughs> it took like 16 years to read it again. But I'm going <laughs> to start book four soon. But um, my Blu-ray. Do what? Of season three. Mm-hmm. If you want me to bring season three, that would be awesome. There's yeah, lots of commentaries, which is really why I buy the discs. Mm-hmm. We um, bought the first season and loved the extras that they did mm-hmm. with the actors reading, you know, about the houses and things like that. That do, Have they done anything beyond that? Um, well, no, they yeah. keep doing that stuff, but they then there's also that. lots of uh, audio commentaries, too. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so True Detective was um, awesome. Um, they, they should have, uh, they should just go ahead and give, uh, you know, like we always talked about Peter Dinklage for that, you know, just give him the Emmy Emmy. and he ended (laughs) up winning. So Matthew McConaughey might as well just stop, you know, nobody should do any acting in the shows because he's going to (laughs) win. Why not Woody Harrelson? Why can't you say that about Woody Harrelson? That's easier for me to believe. Only because they're going to give, um, they're going to give McConaughey lead and Woody Harrelson uh, supporting just so they don't compete against each other. That they would be, be smart as shit. But I don't know. I don't know if if they, they probably could. have that all worked out. But uh, yeah, he was he was awesome. This the the ending was uh, I mean, satisfying for me. That's sort of the backlash you get from some people that. Uh, it couldn't live up to their theories and expectations. Yeah, uh, some people I, I are think, disappointed. I I think what happens for a lot of people is just it, it's kind of like what you're saying with the expectations is that they, you, you know, to start obviously not everybody wants the same thing out of the ending anyway because there are some people who want one thing and some people want A and some people want B. So if you do A, the people who wanted B get mad. And if you do B, the people who wanted A get mad. Yeah. So you can't please everybody anyway. But I think what also a lot of people do that diminishes their enjoyment is they, they spend so much time on the speculations and thinking about it and pouring over and every, you know, everything and every, in a lot of detail, which can be very fun. But when you're doing it while it's still coming out instead of retrospectively, you build up this uh, expectation in your mind. You make a prediction, and then you you sort of essentially create the ending in your head before it even arrives. And then almost no matter what the ending is, if it's not the meticulously crafted thing that you have in your head, it's bad. Or it's just disappointing in some way. But that said, I you know I think there were a lot of people. Uh, well, I guess I don't. I don't. Some of what I was going to say does delve into spoiler territory, which we will. Uh, I'll, I'll refrain from for the moment. But what I will say mm-hmm. is that I was both surprised by the ending. It it went a different way than I thought it was going to. Um, but pleasantly surprised. Like I I found that I I liked it. I liked the change. We're definitely going to watch it. I mean, I know Chooch really wants to. I really want to. Once mm-hmm. I get 
get in ready for, you know, our other podcast then. Assuming I can get through all of it. I'm having some trouble with um, you know, migraines and stuff, but I, I think I can get through it before we before next week. And it's Very good cool. stuff. I mean it's all the show's really good and I just wanna make sure that like you said, our, our docket is clear for when we are ready to start True Detective so that we can watch it that way. Because that's um I had a recent um like Helix I watched, I paid like total attention to the episode before last, I think it was called Fushiga or something like that. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, I was really compelled to watch it. So I'm not going to go back and rewatch the beginning of the season of Helix to see what else I missed. But like, I didn't see the last episode yet, but the one before mm-hmm. last. Yeah, really I, I, compelled. I still haven't watched the, the most recent one okay. either. And I so think. Then, oh, that's interesting. Go well, ahead. and I, so for me, I think it's partly just because like I'd been caught up. So it's not mm-hmm. like I was catching up and right. so I just haven't gotten to. I think it's just because I, I I like lots of things about it, but I just it has this really loosey goosey feel to it that I'm I'm getting a little bit frustrated with where it really seems like none of the characters really do anything other than what the plot requires them to do at that moment, Mm -hmm. which is sometimes interesting and good, but lots of times just feels like the characters are acting very differently so that we can support the new weird plot twist that they've decided to introduce. Right. Um, I I agree. Yeah. And so, like I said, I'm not hating it. It's just when I'm at the point where I'm having to sort of feel like there's these other shows that I need to watch, but I'm also just barely keeping up with the shows that I've currently got my DVR recording. Right. It's, it's on the bubble as far as maybe getting cut to make way for a different show Mm -hmm. as opposed to something I would stop watching because I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's, it's weird, but I almost feel like, I would just as soon stop watching for now and then somewhere in the neighborhood of season three, if I hear, Oh, you know, it actually gets really good. This like, okay, well now I'll, I'll come back for it. Mm. Um, but I'm feeling like where I, when I don't know that it's actually going to have any kind of payoff, I'm a little more impatient with the, uh, wobbliness of the plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I haven't been following it super, super close. I'm usually doing something else while I'm watching it. And, Mm -hmm. but it really hasn't seemed to be too much of a problem. What's really bugging me. And I did mention she had seen the the last episode without me and said it was really, really good. So I was catching up or the one before the last one. Yeah. It's definitely got some good stuff. Um, Yeah. But what I realized what's really bugging me is they have these really long conversations about different things, Right. One five-minute conversation with the head doctor would clear up pretty much every mystery. <laughs> he knows everything. Yeah. Uh, that's frustrating. Because <laughs> why yeah. doesn't well, he just say, oh, yeah, so by the way, because her whole thing, I, what am I, what am I, what am I, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's this. But no, he needs, carriers, he needs to go risk her life in a number of yeah. extremely Precarious. risky and unnecessary ways before he'll carefully dole yeah. out tidbits of the history that he has known the whole time. So, okay. So, you know, we're this, the vectors are that. And they did a, a big reveal 
in that episode, but still. Yeah, they did. Be careful. It's just one. Yeah, we'd be done in five minutes. That's frustrating. Yeah. But I mean, that's true <laughs> about a lot of shows. I mean, there's, I mean, in fairness, I guess it's fairness, just the really shield episodes, you know, clumsy, two conversations. Then. Huh? I guess it's just written too clumsily then because yeah. it shouldn't be that apparent. I don't. Think. Oh, it's definitely tropity, tropity, trope. I mean, Wait. it is, it is every off. I think we even said that the other night. It, was that the show we were talking about that just has so many tropes? It's no, it was watch it. intelligence. Was oh yeah, it was bad. It was yeah. that well, particular episode what, is cringeworthy. Go ahead. I want to hear what PG did not like about Helix because he said he was out. What did you not like about Helix? Uh, it's just um, something I talked about when we first started talking about it, and and Christiana just brought it up. Just the 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 idea of characters not really doing what they what you what they have established they should do mm-hmm. um you know just doing it what something in service of the plot and then just at the beginning of the show just the idea that cdc scientists would do things the way they did even just going to this place with three people and what have you or you know four people mm-hmm. and the idea that uh you know the things that they had to do to make the the horror story work um, you know, I just, I, it lost its appeal after three or four episodes. I mean, it's the type of thing where I could see coming back to it. If like, I think Christiana said, just if it, if it's something where people, you know, gets renewed and people are in, you know, they've, they've hit a stride and people are really liking it. I might come back to it, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't something that was, you know, I was just, shaking my head more than enjoying it. And yeah. Even though, I mean, I, I liked a lot of the ideas and the science. Yeah. And, you know, the mm-hmm. cool and stuff. And I, I think well, that keeps me going back. I like the storylines more than the characters. I, the, mm-hmm. what, the one with what, the young female doctor, <clears throat> her storyline is interesting to me right now. Mm-hmm. And um, just wanting to see where some of the other stuff goes. But the characters are flat. I mean, I don't think that the actors are terrible. I just don't think they've got a lot of great stuff to work with. But mm-hmm. to me, it's very similar. It walks the same fine line that um, S.H.I.E.L.D. does, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does for me, because mm-hmm. I look at it and having been a fed, I know how they would not be handling things. And, you know, that same kind of, you can't really suspend disbelief long enough to get to the juicy part for me for shield and and it's kind of true for me for helix but there's enough there that i mean whether the science is accurate or not i mean it's a fictional story well yeah i mean i mean i do enjoy the science and the medical aspect of it and the far-reaching implications that they discuss and so that i mean suspending you know suspending disbelief you know it's easier for me to do that with that show than with Shield because I know less about science, I guess. <laughs> well, I, it's the science. It's medicine stuff. What's funny about the science and the reason I kind of laugh on this show is just because they get a fair amount of stuff right, but then the stuff they get wrong is just so dumb. Mm. I mean, it's like watching. Uh, imagine you're watching a, a TV show about a construction contractor, right? Mm-hmm. He's talking all about. Um, you know, some remodeling project and he sounds really smart and he's talking about, Oh, you know, you got this, like, I, I don't know that terminology. So, but you know, imagine he's saying all this stuff about really complex, you know, this specific kind of drywall you use cause it has the right, 
you know, properties to stay, you know, keep the heat in in the summer or whatever. You wouldn't want to do that, but you know what I mean? So he's sounding really <laughs> smart. Right. He says, now watch me uh, hang this drywall and he's using the wrong end of the hammer. Oh, yeah. And, and <laughs> All right. just, like, that's, that's what the show is like is gotcha. that it gets lots of stuff right, but then yeah. they just do really <laughs> dumb things too. So, so sort of like Cosmos where they're doing a really great job and then they have this animated section about a religious per, uh, priest that gets persecuted for his uh, beliefs about the Cosmos. Oh, come on. That's, that's, that, that stuff was always in Cosmos. That was in the original Cosmos. They just no, I'm, just, I'm talking about the, the sort of backlash that came out because of that, oh, well. uh, the idea that um, while the guy had uh, uh, those – views about you know the mm-hmm. the the universe that were there that he was you know killed for that is was was i, I have zero patience with anyone who wants to backlash about I, anyone who wants to backlash Thank against you. cosmos for what it's done so far yeah. i would i would just say they were already going to no matter what the show was about i'm so glad i missed a backlash i'm, they, I'm so exhausted by other people well but the thing is like there drama. isn't really that much it's mostly just i feel like there's a huge segment of the media generally that sees a cool big thing come like cosmos come out and then says now what are the wackos going to say about it cuz i don't feel like there's really that many people complaining about it what I've seen way, way more of is people complaining about the wackos who are complaining. I see mm-hmm. way more of that than I see people actually complaining. That may just I be think the circus kind of that I follow. But no, no, I think that's yeah. kind of standard now is that there's haters before stuff even exists. They can be dissenters. Mm-hmm. They can look like they're too cool for right. school. You know. I just, I, I'm more to the point of, I feel like the people who are, actually mad about cosmos i feel like it's such a small group of people that i am fully comfortable just completely ignoring them (laughs) and you're right they wouldn't like it no matter what there are people that are just going to hate it no matter what Mm -hmm. like ben affleck as batman or superman i actually i actually think that cosmos so far in the two episodes they've had has done a really great job striking the balance between saying Evolution is real. It did happen. Get over it. But here's why that can be a cool, spiritual, beautiful thing too. Right, right. As and, po- and and also the idea, like in the first one, where like this guy got persecuted by the church and all, but it's not that he was an atheist that it was all science rules and God sucks. Right. It's more just a matter of, um, you know, allowing that appreciation of the natural world can be a very spiritual thing too and acknowledging that aspect of it while at the same time not getting all wishy-washy about well some people think the world's just six thousand years old and who knows maybe they're right but you know i mean yeah. it's no it, it, it doesn't mince words about that stuff but then it's yeah. also just like but that doesn't mean that the universe is just this cold sterile boring thing yeah in fact it's the opposite for a lot of people that you know that are really passionate about this stuff it's like seeking out you know scientifically the truths of the universe Mm -hmm. is a very spiritual amazing awe-inspiring thing as opposed to say like well 
without God, it's just cold facts. It's yeah, one or yeah. the other. No, it's like, I don't... Why does it have to be one or the yeah, other? Yeah, and I thought that You can think a flower is pretty whether you believe in God or not. Right. <laughs> yeah. Amen. And that particular sequence, they did make it very clear that that he had come out and said, we we know God's really cool, but look at how much more awesome he is because of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was his stance, and then getting killed for that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> People suck. Well, sometimes they do. Sometimes they're awesome. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. I would say try to focus more on the on the the awesome ones and and less on the sucky ones. That's and my what would we watch on TV? <laughs> so there I was trying to them. trying to make a joke, and we have a three minute serious discussion <laughs> about well, Cosmos. That's that was my goal. <laughs> I was going to bring up Cosmos, talk about I it. I figured you. That's another. But, Backlash. Did bring up. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was segueing my own different direction. Okay. But there has been a lot of backlash, particularly within geek nerd circles on Big Bang Theory. There seems to be mm. a lot of people who say it's dumbs everything down and making fun of geeks and it's mm-hmm. laughing at their expense. And then um, I still think it's hilarious and great. It was picked up for three more seasons. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's like unprecedented. Well, isn't it like the isn't it like maybe second only to Two and a Half Men right now or something yeah, is so. the most watched sitcom? Wow, it's that's the most watched sitcom. Crazy. I have I haven't watched it in a, in in quite a while, several years. But um, I know that when it first came out, that was a concern that a lot of you know people in the geek community had that it was going to be something that just made fun of geeks, and then. I thought it seemed like the general consensus early on was that, oh, what a pleasant surprise mm-hmm. that it's not actually yeah. doing that. And so I haven't been watching to see if it's different now because that's what I wonder is like, has it changed? And that's why people are thinking it used to be good, but now it's not. Or is it just the zeitgeist about it changed? It's pro- It could be the zeitgeist. I mean, the marketing machine has been going hard and heavy for a couple of years. But um, the other thing is that something that I see a lot in shows that are on for years and years and years is that the characters become extremely exaggerated. They kind of mm-hmm. have to, it's like Homer Simpson didn't look that stupid. The first year the Simpsons were on TV. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like Barney Fife didn't seem that stupid the first season. You know, nobody does. They just exaggerate over time as their characters are mm-hmm. developed. And so I think it could be something as simple as what used to be endearing is now like, you know, it's overdone or something for some fans. Um, Mm-hmm. But you're always going to have dissenters. You're going, always going to have people that say it was cool the first season. That's yeah. it. That's what I Before think. Before it, it got picked up for and by everybody else in the world, that's when I loved it. Those were the good mm-hmm. days. You know, yeah. it's the we love to build things up and we love to tear them down, and mm-hmm. it's too popular. So mm-hmm. it's like more of a hipster backlash. <laughs> At least that's what I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. We mentioned Shield. Uh, I, I had not, I had stopped watching it completely and probably have missed three or four episodes. But I think now it's going to be a show that I'm just gonna if it's on or I'm flipping by it, I might watch it and actually enjoy it because the episode that was on I don't know if it was last week or the week before the one with Lady Sif, yeah, mm-hmm. was actually very enjoyable. Yeah, <laughs> so I feel I like, like the I you know like, wow. I've been a, a Shield booster. Yes, yes, you have. <laughs> but I definitely feel like the last couple of episodes have been very strong. I thought. 
And so uh, I feel like it's kind of hitting its stride now. Um, that's that's how it feels to me. But one of the things about it, just especially since we kind of brought it up in contrast with um, Helix earlier, um, it has a little bit of that feel. Like I, I understand why you made the comparison, but for me, what makes Agents of Shield different is really it's almost an unfair advantage for a TV show, but it has the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe sort of lean against and give it a little bit of structure. Like a shorthand with its audience. Excuse me. Yeah, like um you just you you have all of these other things to help the whole thing feel weightier. Mm-hmm. Um as opposed to Helix where it just feels like like where the entirety of the whole thing is ten people on a soundstage that is supposedly in the Arctic. And right. so Sure, yeah, Narvik it gets out, oh, millions of people will die, I guess. But it's like it, the stakes don't feel very real to me on that show. Whereas in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we've seen in, like, the movies especially, how big the whole thing can get. And so it sort of, oddly enough, it grounds the show, I think, um, in a way that I think helps a lot for me. But then again, I've been enjoying it the whole way through, and and I while I can see the complaints I've heard some people share about the show, I like, I understand what they're saying and, and I, and what they're talking about. I don't think they're wrong, but I've never felt that way about it personally. Yep. I'm really glad you're enjoying it. I mean, I think it probably is a better show than I give it credit for, uh, shield. That is, I think it's probably a better show than I give it credit for, because I think that, in addition to it having the shorthand with the universe that it's building off of, I also have a higher expectation of it. And I so yeah, far, and that's fair. You know, it, so far it hasn't met it for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I've always been—I <clears throat> don't know, always—but in the last two decades or so, I've been more interested in like outbreak stuff than than. Um, I mean, it's hard to get me excited about superheroes unless it's very specific. That, that, and that's totally fair. Um, I mean, bear in mind, too, that is is like when I talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I also read a lot of Marvel comic books. Yeah. And so there's all that tie in, too. And yeah. so um, so like it's it's a very subjective thing, you know, so I'm sure I'm digging it at the same time that, I'll, you know, I'll acknowledge it hasn't always. Some episodes have certainly been better than others. And mm-hmm. it's I'm not going to go out on a limb and say, oh, it's the greatest TV show ever. What I would say is that I've enjoyed it consistently enough that I'm definitely going to keep watching. Yay. Um, but the. Uh, one of the things that I think has helped, especially in the last couple of episodes, though, is some of the stuff that I felt like they were really just very gently hinting at in the early episodes and I was starting to feel like I'm getting a little impatient with how slow this is moving is actually starting to pay off now. Mm-hmm. Like some of this stuff with, you know, the mystery of what happens to Colson, not just in the sense that, you know, of course every question that gets answered just raises more questions and that's always going to be the way. But the fact that the things he's learning is actually changing how he feels about stuff mm-hmm. and he's behaving differently accordingly. Yes. And that's what is starting to really feel like it's the show's getting some traction. Yeah. Now. It's a deeper story for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
we've had a few new shows start and then other shows that are, you know, season replacements and new things coming on. So, uh, Chooch, I, I watched the premiere trailer, but they've actually had a couple episodes. So tell me about Believe. Mm-hmm. Believe on NBC, which mm-hmm. to me at least came out of absolutely nowhere. I yeah. remembered vaguely seen a commercial that I wasn't paying attention at all. And then the other night I see the trailer and learned that, says, Oh, and it's already here. <laughs> Not only is this look incredible, but it's already had an episode. So it was happened to be on demand. So we played it and it is like, it is a piece of art. It is an amazing show. Um, hopefully. And there, I think there's been two now and we haven't watched the second one. But um, created by Alfonso Curran and Mark Friedman. I'm not sure what else he's done. Um, stars mostly uh, newcomers, I believe. There, although there's a couple, Delroy Lindo and Kyle McLaughlin. And- yeah, it's mostly unknowns. I'm looking at it on IMDb right now, and they're not like really familiar names. They're unknowns to you, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, motherfucker, are free to go look up IMDb and see if anybody looks familiar to yeah, you. Yeah, uh, not sure. Yeah, I haven't watched, but it's got Carrie Condon in it, who's this Irish female actress that was in a show I liked called Luck. And uh, I, oh yeah, I, I haven't I was, seen her before. Oh, uh, the, played, the she, HBO the, horse racing one. Yeah, she played the Irish female jockey, and she, mm, is, right. she was gorgeous oh, and, and, she's, and feisty and very cool. So and um, she's also been on Walking show. Dead. Yeah, I haven't watched Walking Dead this mm. season, so I think she appeared. You haven't? No, oh, the season's been good. Yeah, yeah, so we we have stayed away from the Walking Dead, and um, yeah, hmm. I've I've I've. Why? Put, I thought you I, were enjoying it. I like it. I just, uh, I, it wasn't something that was drawing me back. Plus it's really weird that like, um, just like those channels, like I, I don't even like ever go past them. So I like, I don't even think about Mm. those. I just, I still have walking dead. My DVRs remembered that I've been Mm. watching it for all along. (laughs) So I just didn't even have to think about it. It just, yeah, it wasn't, I was, up until this past season, I was watching it live, so I just never even thought about it. Plus, I got rid of cable for a while and came back, and I never put it back in. So you should, you should pick it back up again. This season's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, I will say, without spoiling anything, that this this past episode um, that they just had, the episode name is The Grove. Um, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Pretty brutal. Yeah, actually, yeah. And that's the problem is that I've been reading like the spoilers because I haven't been watching. So. Oh. <laughs> Why do you do that to yourself? Well, I'm that's how it feels. I just know that I uh I knew I wasn't going to watch it, you know, I figured if I I'd rather just pick it up where it is cuz I really Yeah, reading the description yeah. of it is not remotely going to prepare you for what it's like watching it. No, but if true. that's all you have time for now, then that's all you have time for now. Uh, if you, you should you should refrain. It's one thing to be accidentally Ooh. spoiled because you know you're putting off the show. You know, no, you're not going to watch it right away, and then you accidentally come across it. That happens. That's not a big deal. But don't don't go online and read recaps. <laughs> well, maybe he's doing it so he can be able to have more of a conversation here. I can do what I want, Christiana. <gasps> <laughs> 
He said it. What you no, you can't. I, you know, I'm gonna put my foot down. No, you are not. Loud. <laughs> get him. Dang it. Get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. Request denied. No more recaps for you, young man. You've been calling. Yeah, you have to block Grantland.com for me. We'll you don't there. think Chooch can make that happen? Yeah, he could. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> this show believe believe is about this little girl and it um she no has gifts mm-hmm. so she seems to be possibly somewhat clairvoyant and there's definitely i mean pretty much instantly from the get-go you know that there's she has these kind of powers and by the end of the episode it, it looks like they're setting it up for you know like a bigger I mean, clearly a much bigger story, but kind of like yeah. a, a a good and evil battle, mm-hmm. like scale um, story. And it's so like I said, created um, Alfonso Cuaron created, and I believe he wrote. I know he directed the first episode. I think he may have written it. J.J. Um, Abrams is an executive producer too. I mean, there's like for these types of series, there's 20 different producers and executive producers and all that. But um, really, really well done. Really well done. It was. I'm definitely gonna keep watching it. We um it's something definitely. went wrong on our DVR, so it didn't get the second episode. But we can go back and see it on demand. It was Viv. Viv went wrong with our DVR. <laughs> I thought I scheduled the series, and I only scheduled the pilot. That's what happened. Yeah. I, I'm the well. They also part. did a thing where they debuted it on one night, and then yeah. immediately announced. So you can go watch it on Sundays or whatever they moved it. So yeah, it right was a away. special premiere. Mm-hmm. On a different night than it actually airs, so that could have that, tweaked some of the Sunday night show. I think so. Yeah, because they started another show which I haven't watched, but I watched a like a five minute, whatever you know, preview thing, right? Uh, called Crisis, which is Jillian Anderson's uh, hmm. uh, new show. Oh, uh, I didn't know she had one on it i don't know if she's the star but they that's why she had to get out of dodge on hannibal <laughs> yeah, I, believe I didn't Sundays. ever watch hannibal either hannibal's pretty good is it yeah, yeah. yeah i read something well about you, you have to have the you know the high tolerance for the uh sort of stuff you might expect on a show about <laughs> you know because yeah. um, um, get, it's it's fairly extreme for network tv um, but, uh, if, if you're able to deal with that, it's, it's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, right on. But, uh, yeah, the, um, um, sorry, crisis show it's, uh, uh, secret service. Um, you know, one of those hostage, not hostage, but there's things that are going on that are uh, forcing some of these agents to do things. Uh, there was some show on CBS recently that sort of, I think had some of the same themes where they had uh, like the doctor that was going to be doing surgery on the president and they, the kidnappers like were in the yeah. house and they were like trying to force the person to kill the president or something, you know, they but this is from in the house. Yeah. So it's, but it's, uh, like the first episode has something to do with the uh, uh, the a bus with the uh, president child of the president is on is attacked and um, but they show uh, you know Jillian Anderson who is being coerced to do things and and so the uh, uh, I have it on my DVR but it looks uh, it it definitely looked interesting and some of the 
um, conspiracy type things that that were at least hinted at were um, that it's you know multi-layered that it's not just one setup that it's you know a very multi-layered uh, plot that's that's going on and it seems like it's got a lot of characters so um, and looks a lot like 24 in that respect as far as you know lots of things jumping around different places and stuff so see so, uh, I'll check that out um, yeah I'm looking through the IMDB to, uh, page right now at the at the cast oh for uh, crisis Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says Jillian Anderson's in three episodes. Dermot Mulroney's in three episodes. Yeah, he looks like he's playing like an ex CIA or Secret Service agent that's sort mm-hmm. of a, a, a suspect at first, but it looks like he's helping them after a while because they, you know, like I will him. definitely watch his episodes and give a review. You, you, like, you like him, huh? <laughs> Did you see him when he was on New Girl for a while? No, my uh, crush on uh, him goes really far back, and I've, I don't like okay. actively seek him out. But if he's going <laughs> to cross my path, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's uh, one other thing that uh, Viv had on in our list uh, that hasn't Uh-oh. started yet, which would be uh, they're doing a, a remake of Fargo for TV yeah. on FX. Mm. So. Definitely uh, looking forward to that. Do we um, do we know is it is it is it telling you know, like even loosely in an expanded way the same story of the original or is it just kind of saying hey let's do more stories like that? They I don't think that they've it's, been very the 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 blurb on IMDb is a drifter named Lauren Malvo arrives in small town Minnesota and influences the population with his malice and violence, including put upon insurance salesman. Lester Nygaard. And the cast um, and Lester actually... Lester is your man, Viv. <laughs> Martin Freeman. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Wasn't Billy Bob go. Thornton in it, too? Yeah, yeah. he's he plays, not, he you know, plays he's, the he's drifter. in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, creepy, yeah. No, uh, yeah. Martin Freeman's in five episodes. And so that, um, Billy Bob. definitely Bob's has some, some of Colin the... Colin Hanks. I'm sorry, what? No, I was going to say to Christiana's question, it definitely has some characters that were from the movie, mm-hmm. maybe slightly reimagined, uh, especially a couple of the uh, sheriff deputies and different yeah. things. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and- the, the, the Billy Bob Thornton character seems to be a, at least a uh, uh, loose connection to the character that the, uh, I can't remember his name now, the, the, the yeah, guy did uh, what is accomplice in the uh, woodchipper? <laughs> not oh, yeah. Bashemi, but the other guy. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. Yeah. But well, it uh, also has it also has Bob Odenkirk in the TV show. It does have Billy uh, Bob Thornton. It has Colin Hanks, Tom Hanks' son, who was just in something and was really good. And then Oliver um, Platt. A couple years ago, he was in Dexter and wasn't really good. Oh, I but. didn't see that. But um, it also has Oliver Platt and Glenn Howerton. Mm-hmm. Glenn Howerton plays, um, what's his name, honey, on Sunny in Philadelphia? Oh, Dennis. Dennis. Party oh. McDennis. Yeah, Dennis. <laughs> so he's on a couple of episodes. So they've got an interesting cast. Uh, Keith Carradine, Kate Walsh, here and there. They've got some people dropping in. So I think yeah. that's going to be a really fun one to watch. Yeah, and they've had like three small, you know, teaser trailers. One of them with Martin Freeman sitting on a 
<laughs> a washing machine or dryer with like holding a hammer. So, yep. you know, there's something very bad going on in that dryer, but you don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. It just does not look like laundry being thrown yeah. up in there. One now, with the, Billy, the trailers are cool. Yeah. One with Billy Bob Thornton eat, eating a steak and he can't cut the steak. So he pulls out a big knife and Aww. starts cutting the steak. <laughs> so funny. So it looks nice. really good. The Coen brothers yeah. are writing episodes. Yeah, yeah, they That's did, cool. That's they cool. wrote a couple of episodes, and um, it's it looks like they're staying very, very true to the feel of the movie. Even if you know we don't, you know, I don't think we're going to have Marge coming in or anything like that. But <laughs> yeah, definitely not Marge. But um, so it it just looks like it's going to have that same kind of humor, which I just loved. I mean, didn't everybody just love that humor? Oh, Marge was <laughs> incredible movie. So it's the shit, man. Yeah. Oh, he was kind of funny looking. <laughs> how, how do you a little fella oh little funny guy. looking just sort of a general way God. it's so funny because they're describing guys they just banged yeah the little fella and the strange or no the little fella was the strange looking guy that's yeah sure. he's a little funny looking it's like well what do you mean funny looking oh just in a general sort of way yeah <laughs> yeah yeah God. it's one of my favorite scenes from that movie too they don't even know how fucking funny that is mm-hmm uh, of I funny, love the Cone Brothers. I'll see everything they make. Yeah. Speaking of funny, have has uh, everybody been watching Archer? Oh, duh. I haven't oh. seen the most recent one yet. I'm I've been behind this week, but uh, um, but yes, <laughs> I've been watching this season. It just I I know it's super popular, and we're supposed to start hating on it now, but I'm still enjoying what? it. Oh no, they are firing on all cylinders. The hipster popularity curve, you know what I mean? Ooh. We were talking about that earlier. No, I, I think hipsters have reached the hipster popularity curve. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, God. Yes, please. Thank you. Like the, the, the country singing plot line isn't Surely. hitting, hitting <laughs> on all cylinders for me. But the, the coke Attic Pam, Pam? Oh losing weight and just that whole thing. She, well, and the fact is, hilarious. She's just yes, he eats it. Okay, <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. When I grow up, I want to be Pam. I'll be honest. I don't want to have a <laughs> problem, but I just want to be a badass like her. She does not care. Right? Oh, yeah. My God! Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> and it was just picked up for two more episodes. So, right. seasons? or yeah, episodes. <laughs> I was just reading 13 episodes for each well, season. I've been digging seasons. this whole Archer Vice. Mm-hmm. Thing. Yeah, me too. Season, although I wonder, you know, if, when, when we're talking about two more seasons, are are they going to continue in this vein for another right. few seasons, or are they going to mix it up again? It'd be yeah, cool if yeah, they took on like like a John Hughes world or like a. <laughs> Tarantino theme for another season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I they could become kind of like uh, the A-Team or something. <laughs> Aren't they already? <laughs> <laughs> they kind of are. I'd watch that. Mm-hmm. Well, see, right <laughs> now, in theory, they're trying to make money by selling all the cocaine, though, but if eventually they've run out of all of that Which and they still need money, they just say, quickly. well, what are our marketable skills? Yeah. We know how to kill guys. And, kill guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hide the bodies but, and yeah, they just go take that. over a country and run it yeah <laughs> go back to that island where uh, the, <laughs> island? the pirates <laughs> <laughs> the that's pirates. A, that's. <laughs> Wait, I'm imagining Whore Island 
Yeah. <laughs> and she's no, like, that's not a real place. <laughs> I was down with an island until I remembered it was Whore Island. Well, it wasn't really. I was there's a different bit that was about Whore Island. Yeah. I think it was when um Mallory was accusing him of spending all of his spending uh, all the money. Yeah. Whore Island and he was like, like that's, whore island. that's not a Disappointed. Most of our time on TV. Is there was there any other TV shows? Um, hmm. I actually went to see what because there's three writers credited for Fargo. Two of them are the Coen Brothers, and the third one is Noah Hawley. And I'm looking to see what his writer credits are in addition to Fargo. It's My Generation, The Unusuals, Bones. He wrote multiple, like, looks like 21 episodes. I can't believe Bones is still on. I mean, I, I haven't watched it in a while, but I really yeah. liked it for a while. But that feels like a million years ago. I know. I was just going to go look and see when that show started because it was on the other day. Never it's got to be in, like, it. season nine or something like that. It was a show that, oh, my God, 10. Yeah, 2014 and something like that. Well, because because uh, David Boreanaz yeah. went right to that from Angel. Yeah, so he's got a lot of the carryover. But I'm just, I guess, I mean, it's a show that I would love if I had the time to watch it. But it says Emily Deschanel, 182 episodes. I don't have yeah. that kind of time. <laughs> well, and the thing There's is too, too like I like it, but it is also. I I don't know. I just feel it's so lightweight compared yeah. to a lot of things. You know, I just feel like it's like a lot of sitcoms. It sort of feels like the sort of show that you you maybe don't get super heavily invested in, but yeah. it's a way to kill an hour sort of yeah. thing. Like, I think yeah. that's why I stopped it, stopped watching it. Not because I disliked it, but just because it felt like there other things were more important sounds well, pretentious, but that's kind of how I felt about it. It's it's like Law and Order, for example. Like it, it would be kind of dumb to get right. too invested in any individual case yeah. in Law and Order, right? Mm-hmm. right. Just because shh, there's a million of them, there will be another one next week. That's kind of how Bones started to feel for me. Is that mm-hmm. although I like the characters, I was interested. It was continuing continuously an entertaining show. I just sort of felt like. I, I wasn't feeling satisfied at the end of each episode in the way I wanted. That's where I'm at with Castle now. I'm just ready to just stop watching it. I love Nathan Fillion. Mm-hmm. I love the cast. I love the characters. But at what I just checked, 128 episodes, and I've probably seen every one. Like you're mm-hmm. saying, there's other worlds with richer stories and other things to see. I think I'm. I think seeing that I've watched 128 mm-hmm. episodes of Castle just I think I've just kind of lost patience with the whole procedural yeah, it's format, like, like that that yeah. formula for show. There's yeah. just so, there's so many of them that I kind of just got over that. Yeah, yeah, it's like the reality shows. There's and just now, too many. And now them. True Detective has ruined us. Well, but what? True Detective, yeah, True Detective, especially what it does differently, True Detective has ruined us, is what what he said. But uh, uh, he was talking softly. Yeah. Well, what I was just thinking is that uh, what what it does differently that I like is mm-hmm. that um, it's really kind of one case over the entire right story, and you know, so it's procedural in a sense, but it's not just like the case of the week and it's one yeah. and done, and you know, by the end of the episode you have the resolution. 
Mm. Yeah. So, and, and of course too, that, uh, you know, most procedurals are really about the case first and the characters second. Whereas, uh, um, it's, I don't even want to say it's the characters first and then the case in true detective. It's more just kind of like the story they're telling is how those two things are irrevocably linked. You can't have one without the other. Gotcha. I can't wait to watch it. We'll make time for it soon, I'm sure. Right, baby? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He says it so, like, believably. <laughs> oh, sure. You about Whatever movies. you say, honey. I'm trying, say. To, <laughs> I'm trying to think about movies that we've seen because we haven't been going to the theaters. The last thing we saw was the Lego movie, which we thought was fun and good and all that stuff, but I certainly don't need to see a sequel or watch it again. <laughs> Um, I wanted to kill myself with the one yeah. song that they play throughout, but it was there a good movie. There hasn't been too many that I've been wanting <laughs> to see. It's just like get stab, stab, stab. Oh, really? I liked it. I, it just, yeah, because this, the thing is, is that I'm so susceptible to earworms that it stuck with me for like a week. But everything is cool when you're part of a team. Not when your mind is like twitching and you're like, you know, starting to have like these thoughts of damaging people. It's not awesome. <laughs> um, no, it was a fun movie, though. I thought they did a really cute job with it. Oh, yeah. What else have we seen? We've been watching a lot of stuff on cable. Movies. Yeah. I was just going to say coming up, we've got uh, Bad Words, Jason Bateman. Mm. Not specific, but I think it looks pretty brilliant. I love him. It's his oh, directorial debut. Oh, I didn't realize that. But the thing that I realized about that movie, though, is that, like, they do the trailer, they do the font, and, like, what was it, baby? Helvetica? Mm-hmm. They do it in the same font and the same colors, which is black and white, as Cards Against Humanity. And so I was wondering if they kind of did that as, like, a way to get people that, like, that game would like this <laughs> movie because it's mm-hmm. the same kind of humor. I mean, they did that kind of stuff like with James and the Giant Peach. They would have musical scores by by people that did musical scores in similar movies. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Oh, who's, yeah. who's the, I can't remember who the composer. Boy, am I on a tangent. Well, it, it <laughs> might just be kind of a serendipity a sort of thing, yeah. but uh, yeah, you're yeah, going for a similar effect without necessarily having been influenced by the game specifically. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying yeah. is that they're trying to it's like... Definitely a plan. Yeah, it's like if you like that, you'll like this. Not we're gonna. Well, that I was actually saying the opposite, which was that uh, it may not have been that they're thinking, "Hey, let's do it like that game." It's more that the way what they're trying to accomplish with the way they're doing it, and what Cards Against Humanity was trying to accomplish with the way they're doing that, they're going for similar goals without. So it's parallel evolution as opposed to um, one comes from the other. That's what I was thinking, but I, mm. I don't know. Oh, I could totally be talking out of my ass. I, 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 I look really similar, and that would be. Well, cool. no, I believe that they're similar. similar. Not, I, I wouldn't. I'm not uh, discounting that at all. Just, uh, um, I, I just you see too many examples in you know even just in Hollywood of, um, just serendipity of you know more mm. than one. Uh, st- very similar story seeming to happen like at the same time because it's just kind of in the air somehow. Yeah. So things don't have to, you know, you can have two things be very similar without one having had to be taken from the other. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't know. It could be. I don't know. 
can, can we do um, PG's review of Thief because his synopsis <laughs> has me cracking what? right the fuck up. <laughs> no one mind. I just looked at the Google document to see what was left to talk about, and it's please speak to us, PG, about uh, this. Yeah, so I, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago or whenever we had our show, and um, I was enjoying it, and I enjoyed it overall to a point. Uh, they 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 fell into there are several games like this where they have cool things that happen, but then they they wrap it in this drudgery that you have to go through to get to those good little bits. So uh, the main thing there is they have this, it takes place in the city and it's all first person. You're moving around, but they make you go back through this hub area, which is about 95% of the actual map and, and, and stuff. So you may have like this mission where you got to go steal something, do something over here. And then to get to the next, uh, juicy story bits you have to go all the way across the city that you've gone through 20 times during the game yeah. in order to get to this just and the only reason they have done this is really because they they wanted to pad hours yeah. you know, to have add hours to the gameplay um, now there are lots of things you can do in this hub city area you know if you are the type of player that uh, you know wants to find every collectible and and get achievements for doing x y and z but for you know the storyline that they're presenting it just it makes you get so tired of okay i've got to go through here you know and if you're trying to play a certain type of playthrough like you if you can get you know which i I like to play those types of games where you're actually playing like ghost so you're 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 trying not to be um uh spotted or you know seen like burglars yeah. Um, and in order to do that, you know, if somebody sees you, you basically have to, you know, reload a save and, and start over so you can lose mm-hmm. you know, 10 minutes of, of time unless you've saved every 30 seconds. That would be really handy if real burglars were able to do that. I know. I know. <laughs> but then but then they have. Um, you she get drops into, some serious knowledge every once in a while on us guys. <laughs> then you get to some of the. Oh, come on. Serious knowledge? That's more like. What if, what if molecules are just like little solar systems? And, 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 and oh. you know that when I see red, it's the same red that you guys see when you see red. Okay. Yeah, I thought and it's the OG with spell. We've done, yeah. we've done 22 we episodes. Oh, we've done 22 episodes of uh, consumption, and my favorite <laughs> moment of the 22 episodes is Christiana going. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, that's right up there for me as well. Uh, wow. So, but in this game, they have uh, like five or six main that missions awesome. that are going on, and the, those are are a lot of fun. And you can tell that they put a lot of care into, like, you know, the mechanics of how to how to actually, you know, get through these areas without being seen. And the mm-hmm. AI is a lot better. And there's, you know, new uh, or different type of things going on where, you know, it's overall the story sort of gets into the supernatural a little bit rather than just straight up, uh, you know, breaking into places and stealing in a fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, you know, so they, they, they have a lot more cutscene type things where they're mm-hmm. you know, going through and something will happen and trigger a little thing, 10 second thing that, that pushes you along like you're in a dream and, 
So, you know, those pieces are cool, but just getting to those yeah. really got, I mean, the first four or five hours of it, you know, it was fine. But like I said, going through that hub area for the 20th time mm. to get to it's the next grind. thing was, was not fun at all. Uh, um, so. Did you play Dishonored? I did. Yeah. I did not finish it. I probably played about two thirds of it. And well, well so it, how does this compare to that? This is, uh, I don't know if you played the original thief games back from, you know, not really, but I did play dishonored, you know, they it, dishonored sort of took the thief mechanics of things, but then layered it with a lot more abilities to allow you to succeed in combat. You know, if the, in dishonored, if something went wrong, you could escape or you could fight or you could do things, you know, you had a lot of options. You had a lot of abilities mm-hmm. and things that you could do to use. Um, whereas this is much more of a straightforward, I'm sneaking around, I'm using my bow to do things like, you know, to put out lights or trigger uh, light, light switches or to, you know, do a diversion so that you can try to sneak around somebody. But if you're, if you are, if you're caught one on one, you can you can you know you you basically have like a billy club and you can knock people out. Um, yeah, but if you have if you have more than one guard, you're pretty much you know, you just stop and reload because you know you're not going to survive type thing. Um, and there are times when you can run run away and and hide and and get back into things, but uh, but it's much more of a hardcore stealth. Mm-hmm. you know sneaking around trying to find the secret passages and things like that rather than um you know dishonored was a little bit more um action oriented in 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 ways that, that this is not so like um, more variety of gameplay yeah um and i think if i mean the very similar settings very similar stories they even have the same type of in Dishonored and this, there's like a plague going on in the city and you're trying to figure out, you know, what might be causing it. And, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's, you know, while Dishonored was, was fun, I think it's, and I enjoyed it. I think if the execution had been better on some of the, the decisions they made on how to set up things, mm. especially how, you know, you could just tell that the, the, they concentrated so hard and pushed so much care into the main story missions that when it came to some of the, you know, the core mechanics of moving around within this, this world, hmm. uh, that it fell a little bit short. And, um, I mean, I, again, I, I've liked it and, uh, finished the playthrough and, 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 but it's not one, you know, I've finished a lot of games like this where I finished main storyline, but I still want to go back and do things to whether it be get achievements or just see everything that you can see. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go back to do anything with, with this game. So, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. So yeah, your synopsis was meh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for expanding. Uh, right now I'm doing is waiting to see, uh, if the Xbox 360 version of Titanfall is, comparable uh, to the Xbox one version because I don't have the Xbox one. I got it on PC. Yes. And I, that's the other option is to get it on PC, but my mm-hmm. PC, is, I don't, I don't have a good gaming PC anymore. So I'm trying to figure out yeah. what to do there. Cause it seems like it's a lot of fun. And while, while uh, 
True Detective broke the internets, or at least HBO Go. Um, <laughs> the internets did not break because of Titanfall, which is good. So, <laughs> um, I've only played maybe maybe like two hours of it so far, but it is really pretty fun. Um, the I you know I don't know what I could say about it that you know a hundred other video game websites haven't already said, but I can kind of just echo what they said, which is that like, I don't play a lot of multiplayer online shooters generally, but I feel like this one, I might play way more than I would play like a call of duty or whatever, just because it's, it just feels more fun, both like, and not even just when you're in a giant robot, just the presence of giant robots, (laughs) whether you're controlling one or not makes everything a lot more fun. And plus everything just feels good. The way you jump around when you're, you know, as just a little pilot, you know, very agile, you got like a double jump jet pack and then you can wall run and stuff like that. And you're very mobile versus when you're in the giant robot where you're, you're badass, but you're slow. So you're just kind of going <laughs> like at 209 or something. It's pretty cool. So I don't play a lot of multiplayer shooters, but this one's fun. I'll definitely be playing more of it. Very good. Yeah, I mean everything that you read is says it's it's fun even when you're losing and yeah. you know, that's that's always the big draw for games <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like But Call I will say though, is don't bother playing for the story. I think just about everywhere else says yeah. that too, but I just mean like the campaign, what it really is is a little face in the corner of the screen saying stuff that you're not listening to cuz you're actually just shooting guys. <laughs> that's the, and that's the whole story. Like you, wow. you don't like you know, there's a camp. You have to play through the campaign so that you can unlock all the different stuff. But uh, like, I couldn't even tell you what the story's about. <laughs> but you're, Dude, fighting, but you're you. fighting for the unobtainium. And oh it's... Jesus! <laughs> right, because we need resources. One, we're blowing up a you know fifty billion dollar robot every five minutes. <laughs> right. But the oil that you're looking for is much more expensive than the, yes, the mechs that you're uh, killing. We need it so we can keep making giant robots. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, when you, when you, uh, I mean, that's the big, excuse me, drawback of playing shooters is, you know, I'm not 20 years old and have 10,000 hours to put into playing those games. So Mm, I know I'm going to die more than I'm going to kill the people, but if it can still be fun and there's experiences you can Mm -hmm. have, then I definitely want to at least try it. So, yeah, Uh, we'll see. Yeah. But, um, of course they wanted to use this as a system seller for the Xbox one. So they haven't even shown, even though it's supposed to come out next Tuesday, Mm -hmm. the X, the 360 version of it. Um, which, you know, in the end is going to have much bigger install base because you've got yeah. you know, so many million Xbox 360s out there. And, you know, so, uh, hopefully it's good and, and at least comparable. So it'll be, it'll still be fun. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm assuming that, that, uh, the 360 people will not be able to play with the PC. So. Yeah, no, they're none of the platform. Like even the 360 people aren't playing with the Xbox Xbox One people. Yeah, so we can't play um, together. But um, but the um, okay, I forgot what I was going to say there. Um, <laughs> I, I will. I I'm not on the uh, Google Doc, so I wasn't able to update it with some of the other things. I so I do have more video game stuff. Well, then okay. you should tell us all about that. I, I have a movie I want to talk about 
too. So I don't want to we'll forget. We'll come that. back to your movie. Right put, it on, put it on the list. Um, you got the Google Doc. Um, <laughs> so um, I've been continuing to play Bravely Default on the yes. 3DS. Um, which I don't necessarily need to go on and on about it, but it's just lots of fun in a very classic Final Fantasy sort of way. Um, it's, it's, if you remember like Final Fantasy, it, somewhere, it's like Final Fantasy six and a half, you know, so Final Fantasy six was the one that was Final Fantasy three on the Super Nintendo. Um, but it was actually six in terms of the games that were being released in Japan. So the numbering is a little off, but, um, just in terms of like, it might as well be a Final Fantasy game, but it's more like those old school ones. And you've got this job system where basically, you know, you you have this a role where each of these characters can be any role. So you can have, okay, well, this guy's the white mage, and this girl's the knight, and this guy's the the red mage, and this girl's the ranger, and um, and they have a little costume change for every single one, and a lot of them are really kind of silly looking, especially when you have these semi-serious cutscenes. But then the guys in one guy's in a wolf mask, and the other girls what looks basically like a, like a sexy nun Halloween. <laughs> um, okay, I'm in. I'm interested. All pregnant. <laughs> um. But uh, the story is actually pretty good. Um, the you have basically four main characters, and those that's your party for the whole game. Is my understanding? You know, you don't you're not switching them in and out. But uh, they they're all pretty well developed. You know, within reason for this the kind of game it is. Um, I've laughed out loud a number of times just at the the writing. The, really? the dialogue and the voice acting is pretty fun. Um, and the mechanic of the combat is interesting enough that I really don't like. There's a lot of those games, especially the ones where the, you have the random battles as you go across the overworld map that I occasionally would just like grit my teeth. Like every time one of those happens, because I'm just like, oh, I'm just trying to get back to the town. <laughs> right. Um, but in this one, the combat, I feel like it 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 goes pretty fast like so you don't feel like every single battle takes forever um and it's got a neat mechanic the title bravely default bizarre title but basically what it comes from is the idea that when you're in battle it's turn based but you can kind of gamble though your turns so it to brave means to say like let's say just started a battle and with this one character he can brave up to four turn up to four times which basically means he can take four turns all at once and you say well you're going to attack this turn attack this turn use this magic spell this turn and then attack again and you can do all different enemies that way um, and the advantage, of course, is that you might have the opportunity to just kill them all before they have a chance to do anything but the problem is if you don't kill them in those four turns, then you can't move again until you've made back up the turns that you, you borrowed from the future, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Now, if you kill them first, the battle's over, you win, it's good. And then likewise, you can default, which is like defend, where you will take less damage when you're defaulting. And what it is is you're like saving that turn for later so that you could do two the next time. 
and they build that all into the mechanics. So you might have a particular boss, for example, that is going to have one particular move that is just really, really tough. And so you might want to have all of your characters do default during that turn. So they'll take less damage from that attack and then use that saved turn for the next battle. And, uh, and so it, uh, it's kind of a neat mechanic. And then one of the other things that you can do is when you're in the mood for grinding, um, <laughs> you, or when you're just trying to get back to the town, you can act, there's a little slider. You can basically make random encounters more likely or less likely. Can't turn it all the way down to less likely because then you won't level up enough to progress. But, um, but for example, when, you know, you've been grinding for a while and now you just want to get back to the town so you can go ahead and finish this next story bit and then save and then close the game or something. You don't have to deal with take two steps and then another battle, take two steps and another battle. And so, so it's, it's a good game, and I'm I'm digging it kind of even more than I expected to. Cool. Uh, the other game that uh, the new other new game that I've been playing is um, the South Park: The Stick of Truth. Oh. What? Okay. What were you going to say? I thought maybe you were going to do Dark Souls too. Oh no, no. Um, although I've actually played a little bit more of Dark Souls One, and I kind of get it now, but I haven't. Uh, I haven't picked up too um but the St south park the stick of truth which um basically if you're a south park fan and you like video games then it's kind of a no-brainer and i <laughs> it's it's it looks just like you're watching the show it's done by the same guys the production quality is very high in the sense that it looks and feels and sounds just like the show mm -hmm. <laughs> Which uh, you know is not so. It's weird to call that high production value, right? But uh, yeah. the, the point is that it looks just like you'd want it to look, right? Just as funny as you'd want it to be, and it has lot. It pokes lots of great fun at uh, little video game tropes, just like um, you know, you're you're walking through Cartman's house at the beginning, and and his mom's sitting on the couch, and you try to go talk to her, and and Cartman will just say, "Don't talk to her. She's not part of the game," and. Uh, <laughs> Or the little did I did I talk about this already? Mm -hmm. I feel like I said we, this on a last right. two or oh, three yeah, hours. I played just a little bit yeah, of it. So yeah, I played yeah, a little yeah. bit more of it, and it's and it's basically I, so my opinion is unchanged. It's still really good. It's it's funny. It's got a nice mechanic to it. But uh, I guess our, to just hmm? our son T has it, and he loves it. He's actually bringing it for us to play this summer. So <laughs> I'm excited. He's really enjoying it as well, though. Tell him to send it to you now so we can play it. What? Tell him to send it to you now so we can play it next month. He's playing it now. <laughs> he only paid for it. I'll tell him you said so, Ron Swanson. <laughs> oh, my. So, anyway, the last You're video funny. game thing I have is um, that I actually spent almost all last weekend replaying Infamous 2 for the ps3 um and the reason for that is because the new one is actually coming out tomorrow, tomorrow. um and i had gotten a platinum trophy on the first infamous and had always wanted to for infamous 2 and i had actually done because part of what you have to do to get the platinum trophy on these is you have to beat the game um 
essentially twice. At least one of those has to be on the hard difficulty, and you have to do one where you get the good ending and one with where you get the bad ending. You have to have the Sith ending and the yeah. Jedi ending. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> you know, the blue ending or the red ending. <laughs> um, but uh, I had I had done that Ooh. when I played Infamous 2 previously. I went and I got both endings, but then somehow my save game got glitched somehow, and it didn't trip mm. the trophy for getting the ending. Mm. So, like, my save game was at the position that it is after you get the ending. It's where you can, like, okay, you can go back and do all the side quests now if you want. But I didn't have the trophy. And it was just... And so I had gotten so frustrated at the time that I didn't bother to, you know, to go back. But it had always just been this lingering, nagging thing of, like... I want that platinum trophy for this. <laughs> the thing is, I really, really love the game. And so basically I, I replayed the whole, the whole <laughs> campaign to get the, uh, the ending again. So I, I got the platinum trophy, but the idea is I wanted to go ahead and get the platinum trophy before the new one comes out. Um, I've got the new one pre-ordered. Although I pre-ordered, I pre-ordered the special edition, and at least right now Amazon's tracking says it won't get delivered till Monday. Oh, um, they surprise you sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So it might show up anyway, but um, it's just as well anyway because um, I'm actually not going to have a lot of time uh, this weekend for reasons I'll go into in just a moment. But um, <sighs> um, tease. <laughs> I'll go into it in just a moment. Just be patient. It's all good. Um, but the, the new game, the new infamous game, uh, the reviews have come out for it, uh, now and, uh, it's getting pretty good. It's, it seems like, uh, some of the reviews are thinking that the story is not as, as strong, but the, the graphics are amazing and, uh, that the gameplay is still just as solid. And so I'm super psyched for that. Cause that was always the best thing about the, the games is just running around this open world city with superpowers and that. The awesomeness of that is is great stuff. So I'm I'm super psyched for that game. Um, I guess just to finish the thought, though, uh, the reason that I probably won't have a lot of time this weekend is because uh, Jared Axelrod and J.R. Blackwell are in town for Anime Boston, which is a convention uh, cool. here in Boston. And so I'm going to go hang out with them for probably most of the weekend. Very fun. Say mm-hmm. hi yeah. for us. I was a little bit late coming on tonight just because I had dinner with them just this evening. Very cool. Very cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yep. Yes. Please say hi for us. Yeah, I will. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Mew. Mew. Talk louder, PG. I'm not talking. You were too quiet a minute ago. He was fine. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Chooch. Yo, yo. You got anything else? We got oh, Viv, you you wrote Captain America. <laughs> you made me. Fuck me too. I think Although, I would like to hear what Chooch has got to anything, say since Chooch. you already asked him. No, 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 yeah, yeah. But you had said there was a movie I, you wanted to talk about. Oh well, it's just that uh, uh, on April fourth, so very very soon, Captain America: Winter Soldier is coming out, so we get some hot Ooh. Scarlett Johansson action. I mean, Chris Evans action. <laughs> <laughs> So, it could be both. I, I think it will be, whether it means <laughs> or not. But I know that we probably won't be doing an episode around that time because we'll be busy with Beyond the Wall. But is anybody looking forward to it? Not looking. Oh yeah. To it? I'm very excited myself. Me too. 
Me too. Hey, yeah. I think um, I would be more excited if the Agents of Shield show wasn't on. I think if like the last huh. bit of movie or universe tie-in would be, you know, the Avengers. Yeah. I would be even more excited about it. Not that not that Agents of Shield. I mean, it is a different entity, of course, but still, if I hadn't had any, you know. Marvel fix before that, I think I would, I think even more. See see, what I'm, I'm excited about is it looks like they're really going to start trying to pay off on some of the stuff that I felt, felt like they'd been seeding all along, which is is shield really the good guys. Mm -hmm. Maybe they do protect us all, but at certain point, you start saying, well, are the people you're going after, are they really enemies of the people or are they just enemies of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Right. Mm-hmm. And those things are not necessarily the same thing. No. And so um, I feel like it It looks like they're starting to build some of that, both in the show they've been working on that a little bit, but then also um, it looks like some of that comes up in the movie, and supposedly the movie has big sort of you know, world-changing sorts of things going to happen in it. I don't, I don't know the details. I just, I've been hearing rumblings that that sort of stuff happens in, in the movie. And I, I'm excited not only just to see that, but also in thinking about how is that going to pay off in the show? Right. Yep. I, I think the trailer for winter soldier looks amazing. I think anything that they build into shield is going to strengthen it and they can't really, you know, go wrong with that at this point, because I think the show is more for, I think based on, like, Chuchinar's opinion compared to yours, terrible mm-hmm. grammar, I'm sorry, writers, <laughs> authors, um, but, like, like I never really got into the comic book world. I wasn't a huge follower of, you know. Nobody's perfect. Of the Avengers. Well, I thank you for that, Christiana, <laughs> for loving me anyways. But, you know, I wasn't a big follower of the Avengers, so it's not necessarily a realm that really gets me excited Mm-hmm. Um, Captain America falls into that same heading, not just as a part of the Avengers, but separately because it just was not as it just didn't intrigue me as much. Mm-hmm. And it's why I'm so surprised that um, that I, I'm this excited to see it. I haven't even told Chooch that I want to see it when it comes out, <laughs> like opening weekend. I just think just Chris has done a great job. So oh far, yeah, and I can't. Yeah. I I agree. I'm agree 100. I will say that the the Marvel movie that I'm the most excited about right now though is actually mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my yeah. god! I'm yeah. super pumped for Guardians. That of the was amazing balls. I can't wait. To see that. <laughs> I'm I'm really so excited. Good. I've actually been like um I subscribe to uh Marvel Universe, which mm-hmm. allows you gives you access to a whole bunch of their back issues for stuff. Like it's a paid subscription, but then you don't pay any more than that to see all these different things. So, so I've been reading a lot of the, um, the like the the background for all the Marvel cosmic stuff, which includes like the Nova Core and the Guardians of the Galaxy and Thanos and all that stuff. And part of that's just because I'm I'm pumped for that movie because I I feel like it that that sort of stuff if it really works it really kind of has the potential to almost be like a new star wars Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like there's there's that much richness already developed in what they've got um for for the world so and and i love the feel of the trailer and so i feel like if they make a whole movie of that 
and then make a whole bunch more like that, I will be very happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it definitely seems like a departure, and it's been described as the biggest gamble they've made since Mm -hmm. Iron Man. Well, especially just because I I can't imagine that very much of it is set on Earth at all, Mm -hmm. if any. Right. I mean, you know, uh, Star-Lord is technically (laughs) human, but he's really the only one. Yeah. Everyone else, even the ones that look like humans, are technically not, which is going to be interesting. That's one thing that I think is potentially a a struggle with the – the Marvel Cinematic Universe is just because it's one thing in the comics where you've had, you know, nine or ten different alien races that all just happen to look exactly like humans, except that, like, there's the Kree, for example, where most of them look just like humans, and then some of them are have blue skin. But they're an alien species. They're completely different. Um, in <laughs> fact, the Captain Marvel character that we've got currently has her powers because she basically got zapped with a machine that made her like a, a Cree human hybrid mm-hmm. um, and other things happened, but blah, blah, blah. Anyway, <laughs> the point is alien. There's lots of different alien races that all look just like humans do. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing in comic books, especially when you're building on 35 years of <laughs> comic book history more. Um, but uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe that they've built is so much more grounded generally that it you feel like they're going to have to work a little harder to explain why do the Xandarians and the Kree and the Shi'ar all look just like human beings. <laughs> We're not even talking about nose ridges or pointy ears. No, they look exactly wow. like humans. But they're not. Yeah. So... There was, well, as a tangent, there was a really funny, I think it was uh, Planet Money, and they were talking about how you, um, how important words are and definitions of words. And they were talking about court cases where judges had to consult dictionaries to give their rulings. And one was Mm -hmm. Marvel was shipping in a whole bunch of toys, action figures in like the 80s, I think. And they were like Mm -hmm. X-Men. And the, the taxes you pay on importing goods, if it's a doll, which is classified as a human, mm-hmm. you get billed um, much more than for non-human, the non-dolls. Yeah. And they argued they had to go to court over it and said, well, yeah, they're actually yeah, figures. It's, it's like toys versus dolls, right? right. Yeah. Exactly. And um, Or maybe it was the other way around. I don't remember, but yeah, it, it must have been the other I, way around. I, yeah. And they're like, yeah, no, they, you know, they're – they're, well, yeah, they look human, but they're not. And they pull them out one by one. Well, this one has claws. Well, this one has this. Well, this one has that. And it, it ruled in Marvel's favor. But then there was this fan backlash saying, but they're mutants. What do you, you know, like they got all upset about it. And then they did this mm-hmm. wishy-washy press release that's like, they got around it. <laughs> but it was clearly, mm-hmm. um, they did what they had to do. Well, you know, to maximize profit and serve the fans, it was double sided. Well, funny. the thing is, too, that uh, I can only imagine that, like, I think it's like Kevin Feige is mm-hmm. is his name is one of the guy, the head guys in charge of all the all the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff that they're that they're doing over there. But I can only just imagine how much they grit their teeth at the fact that they just can't manage to get Sony to give up Spider-Man 
or 20th Century Fox to give up the X-Men and the Fantastic Four because why <laughs> would they like to be able to have all of those things in one universe just like the, the comics? But no. So you're going to have Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch in, Ultima, in, in Avengers 2, but no, they're not going to be mutants because you can't say mutants because 20th Century Fox owns the X-Men. <laughs> and just like, <laughs> I can only imagine how much heartache that stuff causes them. Mm-hmm. You know, which isn't to say you can't still have good Spider-Man movies or good X-Men movies or good Fantastic Four movies. I mean, please, God, hope so. <laughs> but uh, the track record has not been as strong as over on the this other side, which is one of, one of the reasons, actually, that I loved the Lego Marvel game so much, because um, it really is set more or less in the Marvel universe like the Avengers but you do have Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom and Silver Surfer and Galactic, uh, Galactus and, uh, you know, all, all of those characters are able to, you know, hang out. You can have yeah. Spider-Man and Wolverine, you know, fight, uh, you know, Loki. Although the first Spider-Man run, I mean, it broke all the box office records when it. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I'm, so it's I'm, like they were extremely successful. Spider-Man in. Spider-Man 2 in particular, I think, is one of the best superhero movies ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the first Amazing Spider-Man okay. I think it I think it did a lot of things well and some other things not as well. Um, I'm hopeful for the new one. Um, I'm, I'm certainly not implying that I think they're always bad. I just think it's a much more uneven track record. Because yeah. if you think about, like, the X-Men movies, right? Like um oh well, yeah the Wolverine <laughs> oh, the no, most dude. recent one was was okay yeah. but X Men Origins Wolverine was pretty awful um, X Men three was pretty awful um, first X Men and X Men two were okay um, you know the for X Men First Class was really good now we got X Men Days of Future Past coming which <laughs> could go either way. You've got the new announcement of this new Fantastic Four reboot that they're going to mm-hmm. do, which um, made a lot of people mad because, oh, shock horror. They announced that a black man is going to play Johnny Storm. <laughs> oh, no. And they're still brother and sister. Yeah, that's well, the like, thing. I did. I did wonder about that. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not I don't take it as a personal affront that they would they would go with some non-traditional casting there. But um, yeah. it, uh, it does just. You just sort of say, hmm, well, are they still going to be brother and sister? I do, I do love the, the geek side of this, though, is that it, there wasn't an uproar that a, you know, that they cast a, a, a black person as the human torch, but that somehow the, the, the fact that the brother sister relationship was, was, you know, how can they be brother and sister when there's one that's, you know, well, it, I mean, I think it's a fair question. Although at the same time, you also can just it's say, well, easily explain you know, about that. Yeah, I know. It's not, but... it's not hard to get past. Yeah. But um, yes, so you mentioned some of the movies coming out. Uh, maybe we'll do a, a one-off show like, you know, June to talk about, well, we'll pretty much be back. <laughs> probably doing consumption by some by the time some of these movies uh come out but uh checking now <laughs> yeah amazing spider-man 2 godzilla uh oh maleficent the the mrs brad pitt movie right 
yeah. I don't know. I I'm uh, I'm really wary of that. I feel like I'm not going to go see that unless the reviews just oh, say really mm-hmm. good. No. Yeah, potential. It looks awful. Well, looks- yeah, I just I I feel like and I love Maleficent. I think that's a really rich character. Well, yeah, but I just like uh, I I see that and I just like are they just trying to do wicked with that only yeah. with no humor evident in any of the advertising so far. <laughs> but with Angelina Jolie, so what more do you need? Uh, well, more. <laughs> yeah, well, I think yeah. she just explained that. No. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, no, I, yeah, I just like my, I think my problem is when I immediately hear the idea they're going to make a movie about Maleficent, my immediate question is, well, why? Yeah. Which doesn't mean that you can't have an answer for that, but none of anything that I've seen of the movie so far answers it. Mm-hmm. Nothing has said this is why we need a movie of that. Mostly what I see is Angelina Jolie in makeup looking creepy slash badass. And then I like that. That doesn't answer my question. No, that's not enough reason to throw money on the counter and sit down in the theater to see it. Not to me. Yeah. No, I want what, what would have me more interested is if I was persuaded that they really felt like there is a rich, interesting character story to tell here. Um, and we're going to tell it, but I'm not persuaded of that by any of the things I've seen so far. Mm-mm. Same here. Any of those other movies you're looking forward to though that PG listed? I don't know. I, I feel like Iron Man, Godzilla, X Men Days of Future. I I think I am so traumatized by the Matthew Broderick Godzilla that I I'm <laughs> reflexively wary of any new Godzilla movie. I will say that the trailer makes the new one look it pretty good, but I there's just some awesome. part of me that can't get behind it because of, I'm traumatized. So maybe right. maybe this will be so good it will redeem Godzilla for me. But boy, Godzilla has a hole to climb out of as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I've seen a full trailer. I saw a poster or something and have you seen the one with Brian Cranston uh, yelling that, into yeah. a phone? Yes, you have to look at look up the, the latest one. Yeah, the most most recent trailer is pretty good. There's a good the imagery. Three, I've three minute seen. trailer was uh, with Brian Cranston. Yeah, he gets to be the, the guy who's saying, "You fools! You should have listened to me. Now it's too late." <laughs> yes, I'm the smart guy. I know what was going on, but you wouldn't listen. Uh, okay. He tried to cover it up, and now people are going to die. <laughs> yeah. The imagery I had it's seen. It's such a tropey thing, but it, yeah. you know, he sells it. <laughs> yeah. The imagery I had seen made it look like the scale of Godzilla was going to be much bigger than ever before. The creature itself, it looked mm. like like the skyscrapers came up to his knees. Yeah, they had they had the, um, they had the Pacific Rim it, I think a little bit. I think it definitely. Well, I think uh, I I got the impression that he's gonna maybe he's gonna be big, but not really like skyscrapers up to his knees. I think that might have just been a sort of a marketing okay. graphic sort of thing. Um, but I that was just my impression. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they've had only just sort of fleeting shots, but he's not that big i feel like that's almost too big you know yeah, it's like, that's my concern <laughs> like how is this how is this gonna yeah, work I, know, I think i think he's still gonna be he's gonna be building size that's yeah. that's my impression that makes sense <laughs> there's the movie oculus coming horror movie 
Mm. Which ah, I oh, think so. the the commercials Sorry, look great, and it's Karen Gillan with Katie Sackhoff. I I've, I feel like I've on. I've heard good buzz about that, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not usually up for the horror movies necessarily, so I don't know. My concern is traditionally springtime horror movies mean that the studio does not believe in it whatsoever, and it's probably going to suck. Could be. That's my fear. Um, the reason I kind of <laughs> perked up when you said Oculus, though, is because. <laughs> I caved the they just announced the second dev kit for the Oculus Rift mm-hmm. VR headset and I ordered one. Wow. Really? It doesn't come out until no. July, but I did. I did. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, yeah. I just keep seeing all these little like demos that people are making with it and I and I kind of was wanting to get one because I'm so into that idea. Mm-hmm. But uh they always were just kept saying, Oh well, but the current dev kit, if you buy that, it's really kind of a much lower resolution screen. It's not as good. The new one that they've been demonstrating out in the shows is much better. So they're eventually gonna do another Another dev kit with with the updated hardware, and so maybe should wait until then. But then they announced that, yep, sure enough, they're going to have a new dev kit in July mm. with the new hardware. And I said, okay, I'm buying it. <laughs> wow! So, you just Sony hit, just announced their three the next one. one. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of the buzz of that is saying that that one's pretty good too. And, yeah. uh, I guess it uses the camera for head positioning and all these yeah. things that have been traditional barriers. Um, that Oculus apparently has cracked and uh, mm-hmm. it sounds like Sony may be going a little different uh, direction for some of it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I've heard really good things. Yeah. But I, I am absolutely on board. I've wanted virtual reality ever <laughs> since like lawnmower man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, I'm very I totally happy. Agree. To That's about that. when my obsession started too. <laughs> yeah. And now Viv can't watch five minutes of a video game without getting nauseous. Just imagine how you'd Shit. be with a with a Oculus <sighs> Rift on your head. I don't know. It might be better, right? Like, I don't know. I'm going to be immersed instead of. I always end up with a migraine after we just sit and talk for two hours. So I don't. Mm. I don't put a lot. That's why I'm excited about Stick of Truth. <laughs> I can handle those traffic. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been going for two hours. Must be Christiana's bedtime by now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's always me. But yes, I guess because it been, is always me. Right? You're always the disciplined one. We'll always traveling and yeah. Well, it's more like you're more mature than the rest of us, Christiana. I don't think any of us have a problem saying that. <laughs> well, I. It's more like I already have a hard enough time getting up for work in the morning. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> stop, church. <laughs> But like we said, we're taking, we're putting the show on hiatus, uh, getting back to Beyond the Wall. Uh, but we will come back to this uh, this endeavor in the future, sometime this summer. Uh, but uh, thank you for uh, listening and or watching. Uh, we appreciate it, and we'll see you uh, hopefully next week, next Wednesday night. We'll be doing our preseason show for uh, Beyond the Wall, and just uh, see Uh, Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.
Thank you for listening to specficmedia.com presents Consumption. If you'd like to send feedback, questions, comments, suggestions, complaints, you can email us at consumption at specficmedia.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 704-981-1SFM. That's 704-981-1736. If you'd rather leave comments on our website, you can find posts for each show at specficmedia.com. This podcast is released under Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, share-alike, 3.0, unported license. Feel free to share and remix. Just give us credit and don't charge money for it. God damn it. That pain's going to ricochet around your scrotum. The first time I'm not recording. (laughs) Oh, God. Fuck. Dude, what was that skit?